0: Okay. Oh, Bobby, we got a little What's mess here. We got
1: one, two, three, I'll cross, four, five. Uh, I think six came off.
0: We're all good.
1: Over, did you say, over this jumbo striped bass party? It ain't over until these big cows decide it is. And right now, there are still plenty of jumbo striped bass at the Jersey Shore, especially in North Jersey that should keep things pretty darn interesting for the next week, two weeks, maybe more. I'm Jim Hutchinson with the New Jersey Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine. It's Thursday, June 8th, and our opening bedlam, five on at one, six at one point, comes courtesy of Chuck Timon Manny, who we spoke with earlier this week, and he told me that striped bass action is still solid. Along the Monmouth County coast, think off Sandy Hook, shrewsbury rocks parts of central jersey and inside of raritan bay now ricky donafrio who runs out of shark river he showed off a 55 pound striper this week that was caught and released on his boat presumably on the troll ricky is fantastic with those big bunker spoons and it was the second time that this fish was caught and released in north jersey in the last two and a half weeks i know that because the first time this was caught was on May 18th during Striper Quest. It was caught by my boss, Mike Caruso. I know that because it had the green spaghetti tag from gray fish tag research still on it. That striper named Mike Caruso. It was his first 50 and it was a 55 that was caught again, what, two weeks later by Ricky Donofrio? I guess somewhere, oh, uh, somewhere around in sight of a search. A, a, a church, a, amazing. I didn't burn the spot. Science burned that spot. The guys from Century Rods who are also in with us for Striper Quest back there on May 18th, they've been lighting them up. Rob Crosley is on our cover image this week with a good fish. And there's another shot from Chris Buchta showing that there are some good striped bass in the mix. Good sized striped bass. Spawned out Chesapeake, maybe dropping out of the Hudson. Those fish are getting ready to move to the northeast and to the east at some point, but you still have that shot. In fact, I would recommend carrying around a flutter spoon, a drift spoon, one of the majas, the nickels, uh, the tsunamis. Uh, If you see those marks down deep just above the bottom, sure, put a spoon down deep, see if you can't find them. Be prepared as well in the next couple of weeks for any surface action, take those top waters, those metal lips, the, the back bay plugs, Bobby Reed's plugs, any of your favorite metal lips or poppers, Polaris, and pencils. Um, there are still plenty of chances to score on some of those big striped bass. Now, in his Beach Talk report this week at thefisherman.com, um, Nick Konicheski said open beach striped bass fishing continues as well with larger weak fish showing in solid numbers. And both fluke and bluefish are also showing up more in the front side mix jingles bait and tackle and beach haven for example uh they had walter plua here uh at, earlier this week 12.86 pound chopper on the beach i guess beach haven holgate um that's a spring derby fish so there are a few monster blues in the mix as well in fact it's all about catch and release striped bass and bluefish this friday in the manhattan cup again out of jersey city liberty landing marina I'll be back on board with Brian Rice's Jersey Devil on Friday, Paulie Walnuts, veteran Richie Torres, my brother Clark Harrison Town, myself, and who knows, maybe another veteran or two. And hopefully this will become another memorable, memorable event on Friday. The Manhattan Cup, you can get all the details on that at ManhattanCup.com. tell you more about that in just a couple of moments. All catch and release. But again, you pick up that, that June edition, of the Fisherman Magazine. That's John DePersonere on the cover, one of the volunteers for this week's Manhattan Cup. All the details are inside. One event in particular with a date change, we talked about it last week, the Jersey Coast Shark Anglers Bluefin Fever event. That was gonna be held this past Saturday and Sunday, got blown out because of the offshore forecast. Well, Rick Carroll is looking at this week's forecast and licking his lips. Chomping at the bit to get back there. That captain's meeting, Bluefin Fever, will be held at the JCSA Clubhouse this Friday. That's on Herbertsville Road in Brick, and the event happens on Saturday and Sunday. Now, when I take a look at the midweek NOAA weather forecast for the offshore grounds from the, uh, from the Hudson to the Baltimore, mostly three to fours on Saturday and Sunday. There you, if you have Friday off, you wanna do some pre-tournament fishing, or you just wanna have at it on the Bluefin grounds, by all means Friday looks like a beautiful day to be out there looks like a gorgeous day to be out past the horizon now the same can be said for the inshore marine forecast from NOAA this week as well Uh, middle of the week NOAA has light winds forecast for the weekend it should give you a good shot at those back bay drifts for fluke even if you're outside if you're looking to get some of those fluke just outside the inlets water temperatures really jacked up uh, in the last couple of weeks. And of course, we've got that cooler water temperature in, uh, on the ocean front, So you may have to move around a little bit before you find out where that patch of fluke is. And of course, uh, if you're out front, sea bass, of course, along the New Jersey and Delaware reef sites, it should continue to be drop and reel this weekend. Although you want to reel fast.
2: Oh, whoa! Whoa, I got that on, on video. Was that a great white? Yeah. I got that on video. No way. I got that on video, Ant. You see that thing? Kaylee, did you see the great white? I saw the thing.
1: That was the scene this past Friday. Axel Carlson Reef, Mike Cavallo, and his daughter Kaylee fishing aboard Captain Anthony Grassi's fin chasers. According to Danny Raydell at the Asbury Park Press, he got in touch with leading shark expert John Chisholm who confirmed that was a juvenile white shark, about eight feet in length. No kidding. Great whites in our waters. It's about that time of year. I know that uh, threshers have been in along the bunker schools of late, and we can expect to see more from the taxman this season, especially offshore. But again, inshore as well. Let's be honest. Axel Carlson's not too too far uh, from the beach itself, just a couple of miles. I know we as fishermen know that the sharks are out there. But once they started naming great white sharks, love the mainstream media headlines. But yeah, the great whites, the threshers, expect those sand tigers and those browns as well. Just remember, if you're out there on the sea bass grounds, Axel Carlson, Wildwood, Cape May, wherever it might be, Here in the New Jersey region, you only have until June 19th to take advantage of that spring season. I know the Fisherman Magazine's Jenny Ackerman is planning to hit the snags this week. She's going out on Saturday and has this advice from out in Seaside.
0: Hey guys, Jenny here at my alma mater tackle shop of Grumpy's Tackle in Seaside Park, New Jersey, here with
1: boss man Ray, and I'll be going on a sea bass trip soon, so I came to ask Ray some secret tips and tricks to the trade So what's going on guys? So we fished last Friday, 60 to 80 foot depths off Ocean County, hitting some of the local rough stuff. Did very, very well with nice sea bass up to about 17 inches using 60 gram gypsy nomad jigs. Topped about 18 to 24 inches above your gypsy jig with a five inch gulp sand eel. We had a limit about an hour and a half. Great fish and sea bass has been on fire in the local reefs. And I know this girl is going to kick butt. Stay tuned guys. I'll be going out with Frankie Z from Grumpy's, and I can't wait to take you out there with me. Hey, don't forget those humpbacks, those knotheads, those giant sea bass. You have the Fisherman Magazine's Dream Boat Fishing Challenge. It's open to members only you got to be a paid subscriber of the magazine it's a season long hunt for a brand new Steiger, a Yamaha outboard, a Minkota trolling motor, uh, an engine, uh, a cooler package from Engel, there are some amazing prizes including some wild card prizes on that board. You have to be a subscriber to the Fisherman Magazine. It's just $29.95 a year, you get that monthly dish, uh, edition delivered and then you qualify for all of the great prizes. And I'll tell you, to this point, I have not seen a humpback on the board yet. Let's check with Tim Smith to see if we've got one this week.
2: Now it's time for the dream boat update. A windy and rough weekend didn't stop our hardcore Dreamboat anglers from trying to make the most of a lumpy situation. Two new category leaders fell this week and both were impressive fish. Massimo Polverenti notched a 16.13 pound bluefish for the category lead and Mike Briggs brought in a 10.179 pound Nantucket fluke to take over the flatfish lead. We also saw a 8.53 pound fluke entered by John Bratz, landing him second place. Luke Citarelli and Andreas Brundler each made a play for the top weak fish spot, but fell short at 8.5 and 8.45 pounds, second and fourth place, respectively. Rounding out the leaderboard changes is a pair of 6 place fish, a 2.2-pound porgy landed by Paul Albarano of Medford, New York, and a 2.76-pound sea robin emptied by William Morrison of Huntington, New York. A name to watch is John Bratz with a second-place fluke and a 10th-place weak fish on the board. He could easily move up the rankings with a high-placing fish in any other category or a substantial weak fish upgrade. The Dream Boat Fishing Challenge is the Fisherman subscriber-only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21-foot Steica Craft Center console powered by Yamaha, along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action.
1: Dreamboat fish, bluefish, they are in the mix up and down the Jersey Shore. Uh, we were getting reports in the Absecon Inlet area, both sides from Andy at Riptide in Brigantine, as well as the Atlantic City side from Noel at One Stop Bait and Tackle. When we head down into Cape May County, it's that back bay striper, uh, back bay fluke bite that has everybody really enjoying some of those traditional areas, ships channel, rainbow channel. The guys at Fanatics and Ocean City reported this week on summer flounder action back there. Captain Mike of What's Next Fishing, he limited out last week on minnows When we say limited out, three pound over and a couple of slots in the mix as well. A lot of folks are really enjoying the slot. Get those fat 17, 17 and three quarter inch fish. We'll see what happens next year. The crew at CIL Bait and Tackle confirmed this week that there are still keeper stripers in the mix uh, out there along the beaches of Strathmere. That's where Gabe here used salted clams for his slot fish. Speaking of which, the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council is expected to meet via webinar on Tuesday night, June 20th. They will take up that emergency striped bass action at that meeting, June 20th. Of course, ASMFC came through and said, every state's gotta have a 28 to 31 inch ocean slot fish. Well, again, Pick up that June edition. We have the full write-up on the ASMFC decision. Also, the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meeting vote on May 11th, and why they're meeting for an emergency measure on June 20th. You'll find all the details there. Also, uh, make sure you sit in on the podcast that I did with Mike, Mike Wayne from the American Sport Fishing Association. My podcast is called The Road. It's available here on YouTube, and you'll also find it on your podcast app on your phone. Congrats to young Jake Wilkins, who caught one of the biggest fluke of the year that I've heard of was actually a flounder, summer flounder. That's what they call it in Delaware. An eight pound, 10 ounce, 26 inch monster in the Lewis Canal. The folks there at Lewis Harbor Marina, they posted this fa- uh, photo taken by Curtis Sharp in the middle of this week. It bodes well for the good wind and wave conditions forecast in the region ahead. The canals, the back bays, the inlets, it should be a terrific weekend on the fluke grounds or the flounder grounds, depending where you are in the garden state. I'm looking forward to getting out myself back behind Bayhead, the Manaloking stretch this weekend. Hope to see you out there. Still some black drum around, uh, field editor Anthony Califano. He tells us drum to 60 pounds. Checked in at South Jersey Marina last week. He also reminded folks that we're in on the last good moon cycle for drum fishing in Delaware Bay. Expect another week or two of drumming before the spawn ends and the fish. Um, whether the drum fish start to spread out wherever it is the drum go. However, the good news in South Jersey, yellowfin tuna have been reported. Spencer, Wilmington, Baltimore, poor mans, and Lyndon Cole. As the drum beat dies, the tuna beatdown begins. Whales, lots of them, mostly feeding on Bunker, and yeah, some more coming ashore dead. The good, the bad, and the ugly in two minutes. But first, let's check in with my friend George, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Well, hey,
0: thanks, Jim. You know, the calendar still says we have a couple of weeks till summertime, but the fishing and the outdoors is really heating up. You know, post-COVID, we had a ton of people uh, get into the outdoors. They're just absolutely overwhelming. Uh, the state park system over here in Pennsylvania, we've had a couple of places, even my home lake of Beltsville, kind of shut down as the crowds just filmed the capacity. Early morning, they're closing the gates and they are full. Uh, you want to launch a boat in that parking lot's Phil? you're going to wait your turn until a boat leaves they'll let one boat in. So things could get really tricky this summer if you want to get out on the water. A couple tips, guys. I think you just got to go for those lakes and ponds that are kind of out of the way, the road less traveled. Uh, There's a lot of good fish in there. It just might not be the state park or public use area that you're used to. Now, a lot of areas like the Delaware River, we've been talking about that. You know, you get north of Scudders Falls, there's a lot of great fishing up there. So there's always good opportunity. Uh, Tim Keebler a regular's checked in, you know, he's getting out there striper fishing, lots of stripers on the river. He even managed to snag a beautiful little muskie uh, while he was striper fishing. Crushed a topwater bait, so what, what a way to go there. Uh, also, guys like uh, Jed Wong over in New Jersey, he's finding those little ponds, getting those crappie on those topwater baits too, believe it or not. That's a great tactic for them, crappie. So river systems are good, even the Susquehanna. Uh, good friend, Todd Clayton from Ghost Drag Fishing was down at the uh, lower Susquehanna. Susquehanna Rockfish Tournament. Yes, they call them rockfish down there. Uh, The stripers, uh, they get some good striper down in the lower Susquehanna. Even if you go further north out towards Harrisburg, uh, Brian Swingle of Five Mountain Outfitters, he's out there getting smallmouth. So get yourself a kayak, jump in that Susquehanna, and maybe get yourself some good fishing out there, too, guys. It's going to be tough, but I think there's a lot of good fishing to be had. I hope you're getting out to an area that's a lot less crowded. Guys, get out and enjoy them. From Pennsylvania, I'm George, your Pocono Outdoors guy.
1: Maglio was Y'all fishing aboard his, his Sea-Dew Fish Pro off the Jersey Shore with his buddy Ralph Mendez. They caught several bass in the 40-inch range while live-lining bunker around the bait schools, which is where this beautiful humpback whale was also doing a little fishing as well. I would just remind you, especially from some of this scenery here, and you've seen it every year. This is the time of year. Just a reminder, as you encounter those whales, try to keep your distance. Keep your distance as much as possible. If you're running up on them, you got to slow up. you got to maintain distance, especially if you're on the motor, right? If you're motoring, because that's part of the Whale uh, Protection Act, the Marine Mammal Protection Act. But keep your distance best you can, even if those uh, big mammals sometimes (laughs) don't necessarily follow the same set of rules. Regrettably... Uh, Unlike any other time in recent history, along with the whales feeding on Bunker comes another spate of dead humpbacks floating off the beaches. Uh, This one reported by a couple of readers, including um, Adam Woodburn and Vinnie Martella. Uh, This was last Wednesday in the vicinity of Round Shoal, just outside of the Reach Channel. Another similar report comes by way of Petey over there, Charlie's Bait and Tackle, who said a buddy of his was coming in from the Spencer and found, quote, the sonar boats by the AP, the Atlantic Princess, said no life, no birds, and mass amounts of dead turtles floating. Haven't seen that secondhand report, so I'm not exactly sure. They say, they being the federal government and Boston Whaler Phil, that there's no evidence that this industrial offshore wind surveys uh, work is causing the marine mammal deaths. I say the fact that high-tech geophysical scale equipment is being done offshore and it's being done at the same time to map these offshore grounds for industrial offshore wind as the time of these dead whales coming ashore. If it's not evidence, it's highly circumstantial evidence. In my editor's log this week, the digital edition of The Fisherman Magazine, you can go see it at thefisherman.com. The editorial is called Mr. Misinformation. The DEP commissioner, Sean LaTourette, says climate change has brought Menhaden schools closer to shore. He fails to recognize, of course, that the 2002 bunker reduction law in the the state of New Jersey pushed the bunker boats outside of three miles. And he fails to recognize that there is a 62-year high on Menhaden biomass due to the strict government controls on this fishery. 62-year high on bunker mass, that we haven't had this many bunker in 62 years, it's not necessarily climate change, it's regulatory. Now, that brings me to my final one minute and 21 seconds of this week's video fishing forecast. It's a question that I asked of Commissioner LaTourette on May 25th regarding the missing seats on the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council. I have talked about this over and over again in video fishing forecasts, if you've been to a council meeting, you've heard me ask the question, you've read it in the Fisherman Magazine. So if you're a New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council member or one of the advisors and you're watching this, this week's video fishing forecast, or perhaps you're a staffer at the New Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife, to whom I've addressed this question multiple times over the last four to five years, according to Commissioner LaTourette, it's the Senate's fault And specifically Senator Bob Smith being the culprit behind the inadequate public representation on the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council check this out we've had an ongoing issue uh, I'm sure you're aware of uh, the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council it's an 11-member panel of members of the public Uh, for the last three years we've been short a couple of appointees one recreational seat and one at large It's kind of brought to the point the fact that in this 11 member panel we've only got two voting members of the recreational fishing community. I would tell you that my personal professional experience is the the public's uh, thought process is that the public participation has dropped and I think if you ask any council member they'll tell you that the public's not turning out. I want to know if you can help me figure out when we'll see these council appointments made on behalf of the, the public. Yeah, so I have had some some conversations with some of our friends in the legislature about about this, um, and I, I do think that we're we're going to see some some movement there. Uh, unfortunately, we don't we don't get to control that because while we have um, while we staff the council from the from the department, we don't uh, we don't get to control uh, what the Senate schedule uh, is and so forth, but. Uh, I have been in com- communication, as has my uh, chief of staff, Jane Rosenblatt for Crawford, with uh, Senator Smith on this very okay. issue. So, the more information we get, I'm happy to share with you. So, I've got four years' worth of quotes from at least four, maybe five different state workers about these missing appointments, each tail a little taller than the next. For the record, I've tried reaching out to Senator Smith's office for comment and I have not gotten in touch with him just yet. But I do hope to have a full five-year timeline of this government neglect in a future issue of the Fisherman Magazine. June is out now, perhaps in a few weeks when the July edition comes out, I will share that. But you have to wonder why the public no longer wishes to get involved in the process. Well, I dare say, ask Mr. Misinformation or Boston Whaler Phil for their input. Folks, Friday, Manhattan Cup, it's going to be a terrific event. Even if it's raining, I love fishing in the rain when the wind and the waves aren't up. So let's see if that's what happens on Friday. Please, I do hope to see you there in Jersey City on Friday. Otherwise, catch them up and we'll report back to you again next week right here at thefisherman.com.